This episode is about your voice, your unfiltered, bare, honest, unpolished, naked voice. The Embody Podcast accompanies you on your journey of remembering and embodying your true nature, integration, and alignment with your vibrational clarity, self-love, and living a life of beauty and wholeness. It's a menu of transformative healing tools, experientials, meditations, and practices from a blend of family constellations, somatic therapies, and holistic and spiritual practices sprinkled with vulnerable conversations with people who have the courage to be themselves, Alive Now episodes with updates on my personal process, and reverie episodes that are spiritual succulents that honor, reveal, hug, shake, or stir you into love. I'm your host, Candice Wu, integrative and intuitive healing facilitator and artist. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Embody Podcast. It's great to have you here. Welcome if it's your first time. A couple of updates about me. I am still in Michigan and feeling really good. I like the roots that I'm growing. I just planted a bunch of little of seeds so that I can grow some seedlings for the garden for the spring. And recently, I bought a longbow practicing archery again. About a year, longer than a year ago, year and a half ago, if you remember this episode on this pain in my elbow, which revealed itself into a past life where I was Ojibwe, where I got killed, in that life, I was very close to bow and arrow and horses. And I started doing archery around that time last last year. It was so much fun. And then when COVID started, uh, everything stopped. So this year, I just felt that itch to try it again. And this bow, this beautiful wooden bow called to me. And I've been practicing since I got it. And it's all about focus. Focusing on a specific point, a dot and letting your body adjust around it. So not worrying about, you know, of course, having good form, but not worrying about aiming, not not worrying about um, the point of the, the arrow, but just letting your awareness and focus go in the direction and letting the body find its way, which is so cool because it's a lot like manifesting something, in my opinion. Um, Manifesting something as in like creating and um, allowing what you desire to take shape without without trying to micromanage all the details and figure out exactly how it's all going to happen and what form it's going to take. If you set your focus on what you desire, the feelings that you want to feel the experience in your body that you want to have, the kind of feeling or connection you want to have, and letting everything take its shape naturally without resisting what's coming, then then it happens. 
in ways that we we don't expect in beautiful ways sometimes uncomfortable ways sometimes too but it it feels similar and that's um intuitive archery is what one of my teachers was uh sharing with me as far as focusing on one point and letting everything shape around it i've also been playing with and working with meditating with teaching and connecting with some young horses so i have been working with a horse for a while over the summer and into the fall and in the winter i just started to feel like taking a break not going i didn't know what it was and it kind of made me sad in some ways because i love being around horses and recently i just felt this feeling that i needed to have a change and i went to a new stable found a new teacher um i love the teacher that i had before but i wasn't taking lessons that consistently and um i would have needed to work with that same horse so i went for a new situation just followed that feeling and part of me was wondering how am i going to get that same setup where i get to be with horses when i want to and basically that setup i had over the summer was awesome because i paid for the horses hay and some other parts of their care and i could go and work with them whenever i wanted to i just had to let the owner know and i i felt like oh, i really want that situation but it doesn't feel right to work with that horse right now and when i followed my feeling to to take a new situation on and a new teacher and have a lesson i didn't expect that she would just practically hand me her baby horses and pony she was like go play with the foals nobody can touch them they don't want to be touched by anybody and they're wild and i think you could help them and then there's this other horse a pony who is so scared of everything she's just so scared of everything and people people have not had the time to connect with her in a way that helps her feel less anxious and so i'm working with them and it makes me so happy and it it's also supporting me in stepping into the realm of healing touch and healing trauma with horses for horses and connecting with them in ways that's not riding but talking with them psychically and working with them energetically i do also a little bit of reiki and energetic touch with them and some acupressure if they agree to it if they want it and i play with them and teach them some groundwork as well so i love just looking back on that experience because i just trusted my intuition my sense to try out a lesson at a new place and it just it's given me so much already and that was just a week ago that that all happened and started so those are my updates for now and i want to jump into the topic for today which is about your natural voice our voice 
singing, sounding, speaking, the inner voice and the outer voice? Do you enjoy your voice? So before we dive in fully, let's just take a couple of breaths together if you'd like to. And I have my singing bowl here. And while we're talking about sound with our voice and our body, I want to just invite a little sound here to bring us to that topic. Your voice is your instrument to communicate, to express, to share what's inside. It's the resonance that comes outward. And to know your voice, to be comfortable with your voice, can be such a deep and profound experience. It can be a lifelong experience to get comfortable with our voice. Just checking in, are you comfortable with your voice? Are you comfortable with your real voice? Do you like it? What's your relationship with your voice? If it's bare, or naked, unfiltered, raw, undressed, or unpolished. What would that be like for you? Or what is that like for you if you already feel comfortable in your voice? And voice... To me, now it's, it's encompassing much more than just the words we say. What we say or what we communicate with the sound that comes out of our mouth. It's also what we sing. It's also what we hum or what we sound. What sounds come out of our mouth, what sounds we allow, and what sounds we can play with what sounds we like. And when we talk about voice, it's also, or sound, it's also the relationship with silence. Because inevitably with, with sound coming out of our mouths, we break the silence. And there's a relationship with the silence that the sound or speaking weaves with, dances with, or plays with.
And what if you saw your expression of words or sound, your voice, as your intentions coming out, as the expression of your insides, as a prayer, perhaps? The podcast is three years old and... um, recently just turned three and when I first started you can you can hear it like if you go back to some of the early episodes I was much more anxious I wanted to sound good I wanted to express in a certain way even though I had this deep intention of being as authentic and vulnerable and real as I could with my voice with what I was saying as well as how I sounded, like how it came out of my body. And I can hear it in myself that over time, that's completely changed. And I did it as much as I could back then, and gradually so. But I can hear that the sound of my voice comes from a different location in my body. So when you speak, or when you sing, or when you let sound come out, Where is it coming from in your body? Is it connected to a fullness of your body, your core, your belly, your vagina, or your genitals, or your hips? Or is it coming from your heart? Is it coming from your throat or even your brain? You might just hear the sound of your own voice or when you talk next. And just check in. Can you feel the resonance and where is it? There's no right or wrong. And it can be this fun indicator of what's going on for you and and where there's constriction inside of you, what beliefs you're living in or what way of being is expressing itself in your body and all the way through to this mouthpiece that is creating the sound or the expression, the communication. When I was growing up, it was very obvious to me that communicating in Cantonese, Chinese, was different than communicating in English, American English. And... I became more and more aware of it as um, as time went on, and I took on some different mannerisms from from both of the cultures, and I could feel how English could carry a certain way of being for me versus Cantonese. And to, for me, Cantonese is like when I connect with it, when I speak it, it feels like. I can just say it like it is, and I don't have to pretty it up. I I don't have to disguise it as something else or feel like I need to do that in order to impress or make it sound good. I just say it. And perhaps that's just how my family has communicated with me in Chinese. Sometimes it's even harsh. And I tell my mom that, like there are certain things that she says in English that sounds so harsh, but if she says it in, in Chinese, it just sounds natural. 
So that carries that carries the culture, that carries a whole set of meanings and um, ways of being. And with American English, what I had attached to it was I need to sound a certain way to engage people. I need to um, have a certain kind of tone or inflection that makes it makes people draw towards me. And that gave me the message very early on that using my voice just naturally as it was wasn't engaging or wasn't enough. When I was training to be a teacher, that also was like pounded into me, pounded into like our class that you needed to have certain inflection. You needed to change the tone of your voice. And I completely get like not being monotonous, but it's a totally different thing to to be taught that versus to be guided to connect with what's in your heart and what makes you interested in this topic you're teaching or sharing about and allowing that to convey to the students or to other people who are listening. So this episode, I really wanted to talk about that. Connecting with the resonance of what's inside of you and letting this throughput of sound through the throat, through the mouth, touching your teeth, touching your tongue, your lips out into the air, that this could be a conversation about knowing yourself in a deeper way and letting your true self come forward and come out into the open in a natural way. When you talk, is it forced? Is it um, deliberated upon? Is it like kind of filtered through all these, this editing or making it sound a certain way? And I know even, even now as I'm speaking, there are ways that I can hear that maybe it's, maybe that's the case. But what if your expression could feel natural and feel like you and that the vulnerability, the beauty, the uncertainty, the range of different emotions that you can feel from the inside, on the inside, could be conveyed naturally through your expression, through your sound, through song even. To know sound is to know the universe. To be in contact with sound is to be in contact with all that is around us. And that's coming from tantric and Vedic knowledge. Sanskrit. The sound om, which um, I know many of you out there know, is the sound of all possibility and all probability, is what I was taught. It's the sound of everything that's possible in this universe. It's the root 
the core of the seed, which translates into many, many, many different channels, branches, which create smaller branches and smaller branches and many other different sounds that create the entirety of this universe, of the world we live in. It's the language of nature. So to be less abstract, sound is a vibration that creates a physical form. And in Sanskrit, the language itself is the sound, the vibration of the thing that it describes. So, for example, like chitta is like the mind stuff, the chatter of the mind, the fluctuations of the mind that are distorted from truth. And chitta is that sound, is the vibration, is the same as the vibration. If you said it, it would, you might have an effect, it might have an effect on your body, you might feel something even. Chitta. And so that's why mantras are used, om and other mantras. And uh, without going too deep into the rabbit hole, I love om because it connects with the physical body as well because everything is a fractal of the whole. And om is the whole. Om is broken down into a, u, m. A, And the resonance of ah is in the lower body, into the belly. Ah, and you can even feel it, ah, and you can feel it in the back of your throat, the opening. And the ah is, is all consciousness. It's, it's everything. And the ooh, when you say ooh, you can try it with me if you want, ooh. Ooh, you can feel it. I can feel it like in my chest area. And this is if you break down the body into three major chakras versus seven, if you consolidate them into three, this is the second, where the ah is the first. And the ooh also is in the middle of the mouth. It touches the roof of your mouth. It touches your tongue. Ooh. If you feel the resonance of that vibrate in your mouth, ooh, ooh. So it's the middle of the body, the middle of the mouth, and then we get mmm, which touches, if it's three chakras, not seven, it touches the back of the roof of the mouth into the head. Mm. touches the third eye. And when you make the sound, it goes to your lips. Mm. So with the mouth, it goes from the back of the mouth to the center to the lips. And I'm describing this because it... The ah, as I mentioned, is like all of totality. The ooh is the relationship between totality and a specific point, 
which is the m. So the word, the sound, om itself encompasses the way that the universe exists, which is from all totality to a specific point where the relationship between the everything, the oneness, and a specific thing, let's say a specific point is you, your body, the ooh is the relationship. It's that connection between totality and this instrument, this body, the existence of your awareness through this physical form, through this specific manifestation that you call you, that you call yourself. But now I've gotten really far down the rabbit hole, and let's come out and come back to sound. So I mentioned all that because sound is the way everything manifests itself in this universe, and then it becomes this physical form. When we, when we make sound, when we say words, we have the ability to create. We have the ability to let our intentions come outward. And so how do you get more comfortable with what's there and letting it come out in its most real, authentic form? For me, I have worked through so many different beliefs that I held about myself that keep me constricted, keep me in fear, keep me not wanting to let myself be free and in the pleasure of my existence, in the natural essence of myself coming out. And the more I worked with those beliefs, the more natural I feel, and the more I, I feel my voice reflects that. We can really show people who we are by how we're speaking and what we're saying, but more so how we're saying it. Two people can say the same things content-wise, the same words, but the meaning can feel completely different because the energy behind it, the resonance, and the connection that that person has with what they're saying out loud and what they're feeling is stronger or weaker. You can even feel it when you read things. You can feel the energy underneath it, right? You can feel perhaps the author's insecurities. You can feel the um, vibrance of the words. I've often felt like I don't want to say certain things because they sound cliche. But then I've heard people who are very connected with what they're feeling convey such an energy from the same words that I didn't want to say. <laughs> so see if you notice that as you listen to people, 
maybe even as you're listening to me, there are moments I'm more connected with what I'm saying and moments I'm not. Moments I'm more present and moments that maybe I'm somewhere else and an automatic kind of speaking comes out. You might start to hear it in your own voice, not to criticize or shame or judge yourself, but to just sense, where am I at? Am I here with myself? What if I connect in with what I'm feeling in my heart? If there's a sadness there, if there's a joy there, if there's anger there, or wherever there's something in your body, some sensation What if you are speaking from there? If you place your attention on what you feel inside and wait for it to want to express something or wait for the connection to land inside your body before the sound or the words come out. If you're really in presence and a deep listening of what's going on on the inside. You know when people ask you, like, how are you doing? Or when you hear people ask, how are you doing? And someone's like, good. And, you know, there are these norms that sometimes we use, and sometimes they feel good, and maybe sometimes they don't. But you can sense... When someone's saying good and they're not really good, like you can feel the different energy from the inside that tells you that's not matching with what they're saying. And just reflecting on what I was taught as a teacher, you know, to change my inflection and to make it engaging. When I hear that from people like on YouTube or something, or if they're teaching me something on a webinar, if, if I don't feel their connection with their heart or their body, I'm less engaged. Sometimes I can tell it's like all coming from, from the head. And I, for me, I, I feel like I want a whole connection with it, like I want a whole body experience. And part of me is not with it then. So all that to not to judge other people because I can be there myself and I have been there. I was there for a great part of my life. But as a um, discernment, as a listening, as a sensing, and, and as a way to bring awareness to, to what's happening for you. And my hope is with this podcast that that there's some connection with the quality of, of voice to embodiment and feeling like you can embody your true self, feeling like your true self conveys itself with sound, with your voice, with what you say, finding more empowerment in a way that's natural to you with how you want to express. You know, some people say, be bold, be big, shameless, 
And I think all of that is really cool and, and fun to play with. Sometimes it's not what's there. Sometimes it's not what you feel from the inside. And you may not want to push that or override what you feel on the inside to make something for someone else, you know, to, to get that validation from the outside maybe. But what if you deeply validated yourself by letting that unfiltered sound or speak come from the air from inside your body and come outward? And also, can we be playful? I've been playing with the the young horses and they just... Um, the babies, they, well, all of the, the horses I've been playing with, they just want to like nibble my fingers and bite things. And they're very mouthy and anxious. And what I do with it is I, I take my fingers and just move with their lips and let the contact from my fingers to their mouth happen. And I find myself sometimes just like when I'm really into it, I just, I'm making these sounds like, and I'm just making these like silly sounds and they seem to really like it. And it's just, it's not, <laughs> I think it's, yeah, my playful side coming out and I'm just like giving a sound to the movement. And you might just try that right now, like letting your hands move and letting a sound come out that connects with that movement. Maybe it's like a flowy figure eight and it's like a ooh or a padding a movement quick up and down like uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just letting your voice have um, just express in ways that like sounds that you don't even normally do can be so healing for for the body this last weekend i was in a workshop by nessie gomez i I think i'm saying her name right nessie gomez and um she she really emphasized that playfulness and and just like letting the range of sound and humming and um singing come out in different ways and letting that be really free. For me, I really desire a kind of like honesty that can come out with my singing, with my sounds, with my um, speaking, a kind of congruence that the inside matches the outside. That just feels so much better to me and it feels like I can just be myself. And for me, that's a deep form of self-love. It's a deep way of inner listening, acceptance, agreement with myself, harmony with myself, and a, a trust that, I don't know, a trust that I love myself. In some ways, it is a prayer to myself or a like a sound of love to myself. It's a reflection of how I feel about myself. 
So uh, I want to talk about a couple of tips that you can use to explore, leave you with a couple of questions, and also mention the experientials that will be following this podcast. So let's start with the tips. I already mentioned a few. Um, just letting sound come out of your mouth and letting letting yourself play with weird sounds, mumbo-jumbo, nonsense. Um, Nessie Gomez called it creature language, gibberish. This was one of her exercises as well. But uh, just letting, like, you know, for example, like, just letting yourself, like, make sounds that you don't ever make. And feeling how that feels in your body, feeling where that um, lights up your body or activates in your body, where the resonance is. Another tip is to work with mantras like OM. In somatic experiencing, there's VU, VU. And when you work with sound, especially what we're doing here, the tips I'm giving you, and with mantra, you're, you're reverberating. It is vibration. You're reverberating your insides, whether you're aware of it or not. It can move stuff. So you might feel emotional. You might feel triggered. Different things might come up. Sensations in your body, movements. Another thing you can do is listen inward and and feel what's going on on the inside and give it a sound coming out. I do this a lot with my healing work, with myself and with my clients. I'm not sure how much I've talked about it on the podcast because it's kind of one of those things that feels like like intuitive in the moment with my clients or with myself. Like suddenly I feel like a sound wants to come out or or it pops into my mind, like, what if this feeling were a sound? What sound would it make? What sound effect or what noise? And so if you're feeling something in your body, like a tightness or an aching or a heat or an emotion, if it had noise or sound or if it had words, what would come out? And I love sound or noise because a lot of times words don't fully express the experience. And a lot of times words take us up to our mind and thoughts start to come or we, we start thinking. And, and the transformation with the energy and the emotion gets disrupted a bit. This is one of Nessie Gomez's exercises is touch things in your room or your space or your home or outside. And as you touch something, give it a sound. It doesn't matter if it makes sense. That exercise I will credit um, to Nessie Gomez as well. I loved it during the workshop. Um, Her workshop was called Vocal Odyssey and she did it with her husband, Lino. And um, just touching anything, you know, a cup, 
and then letting your fingers wander to whatever's there, blanket. It can just be like strange sounds or not strange sounds, like normal sounds. It doesn't matter. But just letting that playful side come out, letting your right brain have space and tune into the senses. Letting the listening happen through your fingers. A real presence with what's around you and and how it reverberates into your experience and out through your mouth, out through the sound. I mentioned it earlier on the podcast, but making movement, making movement and letting that have a sound. And also touching your body, touching a spot and giving it a sound letting it have a sound expression. And the last tip I want to offer today is connecting with your soul song. You can do that in any moment. You can do it right now. Sometimes it may not feel accessible. You don't have to know what it means. But if you connect with your soul song right now, or when you're feeling something, when you're feeling some emotions, when you're feeling lost or stuck. If you could imagine your soul song and singing it, what does it sound like in your mind? Would you allow yourself to speak it or say it or sing it out loud? Vocalize it. And if not, just let it be in your mind and feel what that does for you, what happens in the moment. So these are all the tips I want to offer and uh, the experiential that we'll follow later on the podcast is going to be about, um, it's going to be walking through the touching things and giving them a sound, then touching the body and giving that a sound and then going deeper in inward to feel what's happening on the inside, what emotions and sensations, and letting those have a noise or sound or words. So it's kind of going from outer to inner, but all channeling through the vocal cords. So my hope and invitation is that that's playful, that's healing, and therapeutic in some way or can open up something for you that that maybe wants to be heard or wants to be seen. And I'll just leave you with the questions today of what's your relationship with your voice, with your bare voice, with your most natural and real voice? How much do you let that come through? And do you want that to come through? What are the beliefs or ideas you have about your voice? And what's shaped the way that you speak? What messages have you gotten about how you should speak or what you should say? What you can say? or about your singing voice. 
And what messages have you received about what you can express? So that's all for today. Be sure to check out the experientials. You can find them at uh, my website once it's posted. It might be a couple days or a week after this episode publishes. And it's going to be at candicewood.com slash sound. I also want to mention the Reverie series. Last week, I published one of my favorite poems that just channeled through me in February. And um, the Reverie series is a series on the Embody podcast where uh, I show more of like my artistry and creativity and just the things that want to express through me. And of course, they are with my voice. So feel free to check that out. The one last week is at CandiceWood.com slash Reverie 4. And um, if you go to my website, CandiceWood.com slash podcast, you can click on Reverie on that search database and you can you can find all those episodes. Also, I want to give a big thank you and um, heartfelt gratitude to all of you out there that listen to the podcast, that share it, that even send me an email and or a message somewhere and um, share what stirred you or what interested you. And for all of you that have sent in a donation, you can do so if if you've been touched by the podcast or um, found this to be helpful. You can just send me a Venmo at um, Candice-Woo-2. Candice is with an I. And just mark it somehow with the Embody podcast or let me know what you thought about an episode, whatever you want. I deeply appreciate all of you who have sent something and every dollar goes to the production and editing, keeping this podcast alive and fueling it with so much love. Thank you. So that's all for today and um, I will leave you with the singing bowl. <laughs>